Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host Rob Briggs here with the super producer as McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And we thank you for listening to the Super Duper Podcast. We do not take your listens lightly. Please follow us on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D, and at HP53 Productions on Instagram. Also follow us online at HP53Productions.com for our merch. You will also find additional content such as the Father Good Podcast with Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens and our own Ez McMahon with the Easy Smoke and GM Podcast. Let me guess, as you guys are talking about the tournament, correct? Actually, actually we took the week off. What? We took the week off, man. Oh, man. This is rough. Okay. We took the okay. week off. But we but but uh, as soon as we come back, we are going to be talking tournament. Uh, we've got our brackets uh, up on CBS Sports, so we they're are already, going to be already busted. They're already busted. Uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I'm still in. According to the, to the we're we're only one day in. Mm-hmm. I'm still in first place, so that's a, you know. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good that's thing. Fine. So well, let's see. Uh, so yeah, we'll be talking about that, and then we'll talk about all the moves that uh, that are going on in the NFL right now, man. It's a lot of a lot yeah. of movement going on. So uh, yeah. so those will be the big the big topics when we get back. See, you know, I I turn on the tournament. Right. I was trying to watch some games. I was like, I don't know who's playing. I just turned it off. I didn't even do a bracket this year because it was like every time I do one, it's like I so I did one one year when Duke Jabari Parker was on Duke. They were like a number one seed or something. And they lost. Number two and they lost. Number they two, lost. that's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. like a bunch of people just lost that year. They lost to, I believe, Mercer. Yeah, they, they 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 lost to Sidewalk University, and so it was like <laughs> my whole bracket was just because I had them winning the whole thing. And it was like yeah. that's what I get for trusting Duke. You know, I mean, shout out to my sister Mel. And it was like, yo, I am definitely over this bracket stuff, man. So I never do one. But but here's the deal. That's that's the beauty the beauty of this tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched. I've watched what I think I watched part of parts of two Illinois games this year. I watched mm-hmm. the Hampton game this year. And I watched the second half of the Duke Carolina game, Coach K's final game at uh, at Cameron Indoor. That's it. So I I don't have any any basketball, uh, uh, college basketball um, uh, expertise. But you sit down to this tournament, man, and just crazy things happen. And I've, I've been I've been watching it all day. Well, well that's, all I mean, day. I'm with you. I, I th- I'm I'm sure tomorrow I'll jump into it and over the weekend, right? Once because like. Once the team start, once our Baylor's going to play North Carolina, like I'll definitely watch that game. Right, once I kind of get down, yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. But I think you know, and it's, it's I was listening to I think it was about Monty Jones on his podcast, and I kind of agree. Like the the one and done has been happening for some time, so it's not like this. We're not nothing new, not new to this. <clears throat> but with the thing with college sports before prior to like you know everybody going straight to the pros. You got familiar with teams, familiar with players, you know what I'm saying? So you, you kind of just knew, you kind of picked up a team. Like, you know, I went to Williams College, shout out, 
and they're division three. So they was never going to be on a tournament on TV. Right. So I had to pick a school to, to follow. Usually it's Michigan that I follow. Shout out to uh, my man, Meiji, go blue. And, uh, you know, but it's like now I don't, you don't know who played for where, like I was looking at one, uh, my man, uh, Jordan Poole went to Michigan. I had no, I did not know, completely forgot that he went yeah. to Michigan. So, you know, but I'm sure I'll catch up with the tournament. So guys, for your more sports content, check out the easy smoke and GM podcast. They're on vacation this week, but next week they'll have a new episode. And also the father good podcast with Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens, not as McMahon. So, <laughs> but as real quick before I get to our guest today, you know, the, the mask mandates have been lifted. People out there showing their bare face. It's just something I thought about, man, how like, I don't know what's happened to you. Like you see people with their masks and it's like, you have vision their face looking one way and then they take it off. You're like, whoa, that was, I thought you was fine. Or, you know, like, oh, I didn't think you looked like that. You know what I mean? I, 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 that is just so weird to me because I thought I was just me. So I found that other people thought the same thing. So oh, the mask, the mask help. So we out here surprising folks with the it mask. Pro- it, it probably helps me. <laughs> You're beautiful, brother. There you go. Yeah, Heard from me first. But uh, de- guys, still be safe. You know, if you wear your mask, a big ass said it a long time ago. Don't be ashamed to wear your mask if you continue to do so. It's all good. People out here free facing, and that's just fine. You know, judgment's on. You take care of yourself. Do what's best for yourself. So today's guest, very special group of ladies. Uh, we're going to honor Women's History Month, and I wanted to interview my sisters, uh, Sharon, Xanthi, and Jasmine. She's more like my sister niece. But uh, I was thinking about what to do for Women's History Month. And I thought about growing up with these three women, and I, I consider them like just our normally as sisters, as, as moms, as, you know, daughters, but I never think of them as women. And when you hear about the struggles that women go through and what they have, it's like, I never asked the women that's closest to me that have taken care of me and helped me grow throughout my life. So I was, it was a great time to learn some things about them. And they are uh, just fantastic, great content. They are always the same. So if you know my sisters, this is a great episode. If you never met them, this would be a great way to meet them. So here are my sisters. Hi, you guys. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. <laughs> oh, this YouTube video is going to be great. But so glad the Super Duper Five got some very special guests. Uh, my sisters, uh, there we have Jasmine, Sharon, and Xanthi. How you guys doing? Good. Good, good. Fantastic. So wanted to have you guys on because, of course, it is Women's History Month. And wanted to celebrate History Month. We're talking to you guys. You know, I think of you as, of course, my sisters, my sister, niece, Jasmine, in your case. Uh, your moms, you are cousins, you are friends, but I never think of you guys as women, which does sound odd, but it is the truth. I'm sure there are things that you guys have dealt with as women that I have just completely never considered or completely overlooked because I wanted to get my needs met from you all. But I thought today would be a good opportunity for you to speak on behalf of your womanhood and give us a chance to celebrate Women's History Month. So I'm going to get started with just about my first question is, what do you enjoy most about being a woman? Remember, your mom's listening. Are you going to call on me? <laughs> Go ahead, or... Sharon. Sure, Sharon. Oh, okay. Let me look at the <laughs> list. Okay. Oh, what do I enjoy? This is what I wrote, and it's probably going to sound odd, but I enjoy the freedoms of being a woman, such as the freedom to feel intensely, intensely, and to express my feelings intensely, you know, that's what people expect. And I think people look at that as a negative, oh, women are sensitive, but 
it gives me the freedom to be intense if I need to be in my feelings and my expression. I can dress as femininely or as masculinely as I like. I don't think men have that freedom. No. And, and I have the freedom to be in distress and ask for help without seeming weak. Um, so I think those are the things that I enjoy about being a woman. ZT, what you got? Enjoy about being a woman. I enjoy that the men in our life can depend on us and we are very strong and we are here to help the men. And we are a big part of our family's lives because we are the strong ones, I consider, that we can take um, things more than a, a man can take, that the men lean on us and we are very important in the man's life because mm -hmm. we can handle things, we can uh, take things better than men, and we are whatever we say sometimes. Hey! <laughs> what the? <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes the men, they're really counting on us. They they like, sometimes they might want to hear what we say, and that's very important. And sometimes you have a good husband, a good um, a friend that you are with, and they love you. They respect the woman's words, and sometimes that's they go with that. So that's what I like about being a woman. All right, Jay. Um, I'm echoing just what what everyone has said. My big, my two big things were strength, which I kind of, you know, I know you were like, hey, but I'm with Auntie Xanthi. Um, we are very strong in a lot of ways that men are not just simply thinking about as a mother childbirth, you are sacrificing your body. Oh, You're yeah, basically a host pod for mm -hmm. 10 months. Um, all kind of little things you got to do. You got to push somebody out of a very intimate space and you're like, okay, cool. I got it. Um, and then just um, the challenges of life. So while uh, we have the freedom to be intense and to be sensitive, we also um, can be and are very, very strong and can manage sometimes the very difficult uh, challenges of life. Um, it can, whether it be in our strength and like galvanizing everybody or just being a support and being a strength for someone else who may be having a difficult time. And then, um, like my mom said, femininity, uh, I'm just going to keep it simple. So just the clothes, being able to look cute, sexy, that I, I like that. And just the vibe of femininity, just being like, oh, thank you for opening the door. Hair toss. Um, I just like the vibe of femininity. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to be able to exercise that. So now when I hear some tributes to women for women's history, right? A, a word that pops up a lot is backbone. Like, you know, my, my lady happy women's history month, she the backbone of the family. Now I thought about that. Like, do, do you guys, you, and you talked about, you all talked about strength to some degree that's part of your womanhood like but do you enjoy that is it like a lot of pressure like it sounds like that feels like a lot of pressure to be the backbone of a family and a lot of times women feel that they are underappreciated right the things they do for the house and the men in their lives don't get recognized but that's what being the backbone is what do you guys feel about that anybody can answer I definitely think it can, you know, there, it can be pressurizing. And I think, especially uh, in the black community, black, as far as black women are concerned, we are expected to be strong and tough and to kind of be able to take anything. And um, while we love our children and our spouses or, um, you know, our family and friends, our mothers and aunts and sisters and stuff, it can be, it can be, um, 
overwhelming to have to be uh, the problem solver in so many situations. And it can feel lonesome sometimes to have to be thinking about uh, managing all of these problems, uh, whether it is asked of you or self-imposed. And um, it can, again, it can be very overwhelming to be in that space for to know that people are dependent on you and looking to you for an answer and almost expecting for it to be the right answer for the circumstance. Sometimes it feels like you are not allowed to make a mistake because um, it could be detrimental to the needs of the people around you. At least, you know, that, that's my experience. Shanna Zanthi? Did you guys well, um, I don't know that I think of myself as the backbone. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't view myself like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from a married perspective. I, I view myself as a help me in my profession. Um, I really view my per myself as a person that's helping a person in service. I don't, I don't necessarily think of myself as the backbone. I agree with, with what Bozanthi started and Jasmine echoed that I think our role as women is, uh, is, is critical um, in so many ways. And I think what Bozanthi was, was getting at, and I certainly agree, if you are in relationship with a man, whether it be the relationship with your father, your brother, your husband, and they feel they can trust you and they get vulnerable with you, you'll see a man in a, in a space that other people never get that luxury to see. Um, and so in that way, um, you, you have a strength that um, they need, um, but I, I that's neat that's that they need and that's critical for them but i still don't see myself as the backbone although i know that is said a lot yeah i was about to say yeah i think you are the backbone sometimes you, you do things so i just consider you as backbone myself because you mm -hmm. do a lot of stuff for your family and for our family you can take care of a lot of stuff you have a lot of stuff on your shoulders Mm -hmm. So I, I consider you being a backbone. I understand that you might not feel that way, but you are. I agree. I agree with that. Because right, when you said that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like that's that, what you that's know that. That's you wrong, you do a lot of stuff. Fine. You are very helpful. You are very uh, responsible for things. You, are, you insert yourself where you are very helpful and you take charge of things and you make it work. So I consider you as a backbone myself. So Thank you. I'm just saying. Uh, so now now do you all feel appreciated as women you know what i mean like when when you think about because you know you as you guys were talking jasmine talked about the just how it can be overwhelming having the right answer and just you know having a vulnerable space for your husband being strong and uh taking things you know that maybe a man can't take do you feel appreciated or is it even about appreciation do you just feel like this is just a role you have as a woman Oh, well, I guess I can go. Well, you know, I think certainly I, I feel appreciated. Um, mm -hmm. And then at certain times it's like, you know, and to, you know, I've been married 
almost 16 years. And I, I think, you know, as time goes by and they see, and my husband sees all what's, what's happening and I'm a part of making this train work, the, the expression of appreciation has grown. Um, mm-hmm. You know, earlier on, I don't think, uh, some, uh, they may, it may be felt, but not spoken, I think has, as time has gone on. And that means, you know, it, you in a relation, you knew in your marriage, you go through ups and downs and peaks and valleys and somebody gets surgery and somebody gets sick and somebody has a pressurized thing on their job and y'all been rock, you, he been rocking and you've been rolling. And then the appreciation for you grows and then is, um, verbalized more. Okay. So okay. certainly as I, we go in our relationship, I certainly feel the appreciation and really, I just feel it, you know, in my, in my family too. Although daddy, you know, has called me pushy. So I didn't feel so appreciated then. Cause you're looking pushy. <laughs> I'll continue. <laughs> so that's it for me. Anybody else? Well, yeah, I'm. A, I feel appreciated. I feel that uh, family as well as my um, my husband, my my son, they appreciate me, and also my sister, my brother. We feel. I think we feel. I do. We we do good as a family, appreciating each other. We say, you know, thank you. You know, doing a good job. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And that's a good thing because everybody in families don't have it. And I just thank God for my dream, my family, that we love one, one another, we talk to one another, and we would tell each other, hey, this is this, this is that, if we don't like it. Mm-hmm. And so also, when you do something- Wake, wake well, up, this stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being stupid. Some, right, when you do something well, we say it. And that's also, as, a, as my husband, he might say, hey, you did this good, you did that good, and he appreciate this, appreciate you know doing this for him, appreciate doing that. And so it's a, just a blessing when you have someone in your in your life that can do that. Because a lot of people are so sad they don't like their life, and that's a bad thing. Because like we're going back to the I'm going back to the backbone. Yes, we are married, but it's some single ladies that are the backbone, and they have to take all that on, and that can be a tad bit much because they probably have you know they probably are big, they probably are doing good in their family, and everybody comes to them for stuff. They might have kids, have a house, have a good job, and they feel, oh, so-and-so will do it. It's just a blessing that we have somebody to go to, mm-hmm. that we don't have to totally take care of everything. So, well, Jay, you got something? I was just going to say, uh, uh, Jay always has the first lady lead correct answer. <laughs> um, so, I, I love that. You know, so I'm going to shout out Jesus. She, she is the first lady. <laughs> um... And I just wanted to add, uh, you know, as as my mom was saying, you know, things happen in, especially in marriage, but in, in all kinds of relationships where someone's sick, someone's hurt, some just, you know, some kind of unexpected life situation happens and maybe, um, and I'm going to speak specifically just to being a wife and a mom, like, you know, you get sick or you're just unable for whatever reason to manage the things you manage regularly and someone has to step up your husband has to step up and so in those times it's like I think I'm appreciated and I have been appreciated throughout my marriage and as a mother and as a wife but in those times where I wasn't able to like be at my 100% and my husband had to step in and do certain things that's when like the light bulb hit uh, came on about you know oh man you have to buy all these groceries and go to this place you have to actually manage all of these clothes so you know when they are able to see you know experience 
um, the work um, that you're putting in to make the household run, I really think that that appreciation grows. And, you know, as my mom said, that's when it continues to be verbalized a little bit more. That's been my experience as well. Okay. Yeah, now, that happened today. Yeah, I was we went grocery shop. Kids like, wait, you do all this? I'm putting it was water and you know heavy stuff. You do all this, you know. I have my little routine. We don't have food yet. Yeah, I'm like, we're gonna get to that. I have my way of boosting. <laughs> so then he had the cart. It was water. He man, this is really this is a lot. And so he's like, man, you doing all this and we doing other stuff. I said, well, it has to get done, like you said, Jasmine. They do. They see that what we are doing, what we are doing, and they appreciate that. So that's mm-hmm. a good point. Good point. Tell Jesse Griggs is your mama. So. uh a lot of times when I see women, so I talked about like, again, men's posts about, you know, the backbone appreciation. A lot of times I've seen women post about Women's History Month and celebration of it. And it's always in comparison to men. Like, it's like, you know, men could never, pretty much men are weak. And I always look at it like, why does it have to be a competition of sorts? Like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you, I mean, do you guys... Did you guys get that sense in terms of do you feel like there's a competition between womanhood and manhood? Because I, I I believe every it's not even everybody has, especially in their own homes, right? Parts that they play, they should work together. But a lot of times it gets into this competition of men are women, men are better or women are better. What do you guys think about that? I think back off. Sorry. No, go, go, Jess. I was going to say, I think that's on your timeline because lots of people celebrate Women's History Month <laughs> on mine and they're like, no women, women are great. Maybe it's my algorithm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's usually like the men, y'all, men would never. I was like, dang. I don't know about that part. I, I think even trying to be in competition is it, it's like um, comparing apples to oranges. It's not even the same. Mm-mm. They're not even the same things that we are made up so differently from men in so many ways, both internally and externally, um, that to try to compare, we could in some, I think in some situations we could never, and then in some situations men could never. And it's not about that the other sex being, you know, bad mm-hmm. or weak. It's just mm-hmm. we're made differently and we operate differently in the things that we're managing. Um, but like I said, that's I, I haven't really seen the competition vibe, uh, but it I is definitely, my timeline. I, it's my timeline. And, I, and I do think it also, uh, it, it, that particular perspective is hinged on what your, um, con- your uh, connection to the feminist movement is. I think just our group, we're a more traditional group. Um, and so that, that probably wouldn't be our perspective, but there are women who are, who are, you know, significantly more liberal than us, um, that may have that perspective. And so for them, that is their experience that they are in competition with men. Even if it's just like in the corporate space for respect in that space, um, and recognition, whether it be just for accolades or financially. So I can see how that can be a perspective. I just think certainly in the circles that we travel in, because we're more on the traditional end of the feminism spectrum, that's not something that we necessarily experience. And please correct me if I'm wrong, you guys. No, I feel the same. It depends on if you want, if some women are just, I'm, I'm a, I can do this. You know, they just want to be always, I can do this better than a man. It just depends on who the person is. Because I never felt like that myself. So, yeah. That is a competition. 
And, and um, I think, um, you know, I'm probably about to sound like a holy roller. I think it's, I think as also we're traditional, but also we're Christians. And so we come from a perspective of, you know, God is the head of man, man, the head of woman. And so I just think we come, we come from that perspective where, again, I'm here to be helpful, whether it's to my husband or the pastor, or for me, it could be my a coworker. Um, I just come from that. It comes from, from, from that perspective and not to compliment each other, not to uh, fight each other. Cause you know, we're not enemies. I mean, there's a business that I frequent. I'm, I'm certainly not going to say the name, but there, there's a sign of what uh, that to your point, Robert, something about uh, that, that berates men and puts women on a pedestal and just intellectually, um, and then we see that portrayed, you know, in, in media that, you know, the women, the woman of the, the, who's the head of the house is smart and the, the man is dumb or he could, he, he can't make decisions. He's goofing something up. And that's really a theme in a lot of, of, of programming um, that though I, maybe it's entertaining, but I certainly don't subscribe to that. So we're going to change it, kind of change course a little bit. So, you know, one of the questions I wanted you guys to answer, because I, I was really interested in this, like name two women you admire and why. And one woman I wanted to be somebody that you know, and the other one is somebody that you don't know. So, Jasmine, how about you go first? Okay, well, I'm sure everyone on this pod is going to know. I'm going to pick my mom for the lady I know. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hello. And hello. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, you know, and I think, you know, anybody who's watching this or listening to this, can, you know, can tell that she is beloved. Um, she's, but just in general, she's just a very, very bright person, very smart, super, super helpful. Um, you know, she's a great problem solver. I admire her just for um, her oh, Christian. About Sharon, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and just her ability to. Um, certainly for me, because of her, she's my mom, like to explain things and for us to converse about things of the Bible or, or of the spirit and to, to give me a different perspective to help my faith walk. And then just like, she's just a very effervescent person, right? So she's very upbeat. She's very youthful. Um, and it is, uh, it's a, oh, and, uh, in addition to that, like, she called blooded in her fashions. Like she can't, you can't touch it. Like she go on the streets. She's she is no for her fashions. Um, so uh, I want to be like her when I grow up. I am continually aspiring to be uh, Sharon Tillman Jr. Although I think my child is gonna get there quicker than me. Point over <laughs> all is, um, yeah, that's that the person I know who I admire most. That's definitely my mom. Am I supposed to say the person I don't know too? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Oh, uh, Jennifer Lewis. Um, Jennifer Lewis, oh, yeah. actress, author, humanitarian, philanthropist. Yeah. I love yeah. her. The mother of black, aka the mother of black Hollywood. Yeah. I, wow. For a lot of the reasons, uh, one of the one of the reasons that are similar to my mom, like effervescent, youthful. Um, she connects so much with the generations ahead of her. Um, she has she makes ways to connect. Um 
just to uplift others, encourage. She understands the differences uh, as far as the generations are concerned, civil rights and voting and just respecting yourself. And she is, uh, she never condemns. She always lifts up. And I'm always so encouraged by um, the content that she shares. And like I read her documentary and just was really encouraged by it. So she is someone who like, she's a sleeper cell. I think to some people, if you don't know her, if you're not, if you're not a person who knows like, because she's kind of black famous, but I so admire her and just all of her efforts. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I know, you know, she worked really hard to encourage young people to vote, did all kind of songs and, you know, connect with. So for me, um, that's somebody who I really um, respect. She's outspoken. She's super talented. Just again, a lot of the things that I aspire to be. She is those things. And so that's one person I, again, I really admire. Okay. Xanthi. My mother, Jessie Griggs. I think she's a wonderful person. She is unloving. She gave from the bottom of her heart. Whatever she can do, she will do it. She doesn't care. You let her know what it is. Don't be saying, just tell me. Don't be beating around the bush. I got you. And then it's like, I'm just so blessed. We are blessed that we are in a household that she loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she is from her heart. She loves from her heart. And she would do anything for her loving, for her husband. And she, she, (laughs) she is an example. Y'all suckers beat it. Bye, 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 baby. She is an example (laughs) of a wife, a virtuous woman for real. Because mama is there. She is a woman who will be there for you, cares for you, whatever she can do. And she's just a blessing to all our lives. And someone that I don't know, it would be Michelle Obama. Because I think that a Black woman who was the first Black you know, woman who married to the first Black president, that was a big step. Because she had to endure a lot. They were, she was talking about how she was dressed, how she was doing everything. But she endured, she's a smart lady, she persevered, she did everything. I just say she's a great woman. She helped the young people out, she helped the girl out, she can dress. And it's just a blessing when you can you can be African American and you can do your thing, whether and you don't have to have your husband there with you, you can go on your trip, promote your book. And she was just a blessing. I'm so I'm sweet, I'm so blessed, and I'm so happy that she was the first black woman to be the first lady of the United States. Michelle Obama. Right. Hey, funny Robert, what you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Zanny, you, you killer. You killer this podcast thing. <laughs> All right, slick. Well, um, well, I, certainly my, my mama, but you know, since Xanthi said that, I'm gonna move to my next person. And my mother is fantastic for every reason that Xanthi said, and she just knows how to make everybody feel special and mm-hmm. cared for. Um, but who I know, I'm, I'm going to move, move quickly to my next person for who I know since Mama Xanthi high, highlighted Mama, my cousin, Rosie, Rosie. Denise McClinton. Why I admire her? Rosie has, from a young child, endured so much right. hardship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the details I'm not going to get into because it's her story and testimony to share and tell if ever she chooses to. But the tragedy of her baby sister um, uh, um, being scald and when she was maybe two or three um, at 20 years old, she lost her mother 
and her parents were not together. So she's lived independently since she was 17 um, because there was some uh, circumstances that led to that in a very sudden way. She ended up living independently at 17, got married very young, moved out of the state of Illinois from all away on the East Coast, away from her, all the, all the family she had. Um, she had a baby very young. Everybody know well, our family, Craig, and she now has two sons. They are very good friends. Um, she she has endured so much, but whenever you see Rosie, she has a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see Rosie, you talk about effervescent. You can't beat her. Yeah. Bubbles are all around her. Talk about helping people. Yeah, she will do it. Um, just loving people. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. And like I said, I'm not going to get into a whole, whole bunch of specifics because it's her personal story to share, but I love her. She is amazing. And, and it, it reminds me of the, that gospel song. After all, after everything I've seen, thank God I still, I still, this is Rosie. I still have joy. So that's why I admire her so much. And then a person that I don't know is Viola Davis. That's a good Viola one. Davis That's was yeah, born yeah. in the South. Yeah. Family moved to Rhode Island. She was she grew up in abject poverty. She will tell you herself. She grew up poverty stricken in a rat infested apartment, and um, it she she went on. She became um, a lover of the stage in high school, and she studied her craft. And uh, she but. She did not have recognition until 34 years old. That's 20 years into studying her craft. That was an off-Broadway recognition. She won her first Tony Award at 36 years old. Her film breakthrough role came at 43 years old. She got worldwide recognition in 2011 at 46 years old in um, the film adaptation of the novel, The Help. But she was someone who had to break through all kinds of barriers. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You don't walk right. Your hair is too nappy. But with all of that, she persevered. And and what I love about her, she's so transparent. And that's how you're going to help other people just to be real and open and transparent. And the one thing that I love about her, the one transparency that always cracks me up when she met her husband and they started dating, she had moved to California to try for her career to grow. And this was going so good. And she's like, you know, Julia, I have something to tell you. And he's like, what? She's like, um, it's very embarrassing, but I have bad credit. And he goes, I know your black ass didn't have good credit. <laughs> he said, that's all right. I got good credit. So I just, <laughs> so we're going to be all right. So I just, just that transparency, because as women, we're out here for whatever reason, some of us got bad credit and we're embarrassed and it's crunching us down and we're being told we're not good enough. We're not smart. We're not thin enough. Our hair isn't straight enough. And just to connect with her on that level and to know if you just keep fighting, if you stay true to yourself, if you, if you are um, just keep persevering, you can be an overcomer. 
So, you know, and I, I, I asked that because, you know, I, I just wanted to think about the women that you didn't know, right? Like why you would support them. So I'm just curious, how can women support each other more? Like, you know, what, Zanthi, what, are you, I want you to go first. Is how, what are some ways that women, you know, you know them or not, groups of women can support each other more? We can uplift one another. And when you see a woman is in, because sometimes you, if you're around, like say for instance, you in church or at work, you can see some women's mannerisms. You can see what's going on with them. And sometimes you can just go to them and say, hey, how you doing? Can you, do you want to talk? Or you can say, hey, you know, first prayer, but don't just go to anybody just saying, I see something wrong with you. You can ask the person, do you want to talk? Or you can just have some examples say, hey, you know, um, I know this and that because you might just think something because you can you can sometimes know somebody's going through and it's just we have to as women reach out to one another not talk about each other not tell each other down and when you have something good going on let someone know how you got there let someone know what they can do to get there if you see someone struggling they trying to go on school they might say I don't want to go anymore no you say hey you go forward because you can do it because you will see light at the tunnel you will move forward jesus someone struggling in the job and they say i just can't take this anymore you push them on you press them on you tell them to pray about it and just go to work with a smile on your face and don't have people around you talking negative and you just keep going and one day if you're searching for that job get that new job you will get it and as women, we just got to be there for each other. We got to stop knocking each other down. We got to be there for one another. And then one thing, a lot of women are hurting. And they need someone to talk to them about things. And they don't need their business in the street. And we have to be there for them. Because it's, it's bad out here. And then women are single. The women who are married need to talk to single women to let them know. You just don't be, you have to be with a man just to be with a man. If he's not treating you right, verbally, physically, you need to go. It may be hard. Get some help. And see, we just have to be there for the women. Well, Sharon, I want you to answer next one before you do. Some, I was, I had a podcast some time ago with some guys, and we were saying, like, one thing we definitely admire about women is just that women are able to find groups and support each other if they can. Like, men some, some suffer in silence a lot, right? And they don't really, you know, have, you know they don't have a lot of friends. That usually, I'm probably, you know... I know I'm the exception. I got like a gang of friends. You guys say my life is saved by the bell. But, you know, a lot of men don't have a friend most of the time that they like, can really confide in, right? And then a lot of pressure falls on you guys. They got to talk to you, right? But I do something, I do admire that about women. It's, it seems like it's more avenues for women to support each other. It's a matter of are they using those groups? So, Sharon, you go ahead. You answer. Um, I guess probably much of the same, but um, I would say, you know, just be helpful, whether it's as a thought leader, you know, just giving your real true thoughts about, you know, to help a person grow, um, help, helping a per helping a woman problem solve and, um, and not just with your thoughts or with your words, but get in there. Sometimes, you know, we'll be like, well, if you need me, call me, just call them. anticipate the need and then mm -hmm. act on the need because mm -hmm. a person may feel like those are empty words. Cause a lot of times when someone says, call me, if you need me, unfortunately it's empty, get in there. You see, you can see. Or if you guys have talked, you know what the need is. So, so get in there, get pull your sleeves up and get some work done. And then to Sharon's point, you say, what do you need? They, they don't, they don't want to bug you. 
So you got to get in there. They were like, oh, I'm not going to let them know she got too much going on. Like Sharon is saying, you got to get in there and just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the other thing, just be encouraging. If it's about the work they're doing or if it's about what they're wearing, mm-hmm. be encouraging. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And um, that that just goes along. That just goes a long way. So that's it for me. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically everything they said, but I, I and y'all know this, I live by the Mary J. Blige principle. Don't need no hateration, holleration. <laughs> Don't need no Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Share that business on your me- social media pages. Encourage them. I have a re- really good friend who is, she's starting out uh, working to be an influencer. She's been working on it for a couple of years. I try to like all of her posts, oh, comment God. on her posts, share it on my stories. Um, like my mom said, I see a lady in a bad outfit or she got cold coat or some cool yeah. shoes. I let that lady know because she put a lot of effort into that. A lot of time. And, and she might have been having a real bad day. She might feel mighty, mighty down. It's like, girl, they're booted. Uh, so, you know, just, 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 and looking to encourage people, looking to lift them up. Uh, you know, that I try to live my life by the Mary J principle. It serves me well. Um, and um, just being a bright light for whoever, because people can seem fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just just encouraging them, even when they don't seem like anything wrong. So like, I just want to say, you're doing a great job at, with your job, or you're doing a great job with your work at, in ministry if you're at church. Like just, just acknowledging whatever they're doing that's great. Even if you have no knowledge of an issue, um, because you know, in our private thoughts, as we drive, as we sit, as we lay our heads down on our pillow before we go to bed, you're going through your mind about, you know, am I doing enough? Am I enough? Am I doing this well? Or or beating yourself up? I'm not doing it well. I wish I was better. I'm whack. So when someone gives you a compliment or acknowledges your efforts, um, when, when really there's really nothing wrong, they don't know your private thoughts, that means the world especially from woman to woman because unfortunately we have a reputation of being catty and tearing each other down um and so when we when we decide to exercise that exhortation spirit and just lift people up um it makes i believe it makes all of the difference in our connections so then the flip side of that how can men support women more um well can, can I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, hit it, hit it. Yeah. Um, just, um, I'm going to say on the home front, at least for me, and I think I think it's safe to say this for all wives, um, just engage in acts of service. Like, do stuff without somebody telling you to. It's going to make your life easy, uh, easier, and uh, all kind of, I mean, I know I, this grown people listen to this. So, yeah. you know, it's going to make life easier for just your everyday things. It's going to make your wife available for other things. But just in the world abroad, um, just being uh, kind of like a big brother wherever your feet step. So just keeping an eye out um, to hear, to see if a lady is being mistreated or if you think you're you seeing somebody shady, just keeping yeah. keeping an eye out for that. Um, doing, I know it's kind of tricky, like saying, hey, girl, those boots are booting when you're a dude. So, you know, just 
<laughs> that could yeah, be an issue. Like, but just don't look know, at my boots. Again, yeah. just being being like like a big brother as far as protection is concerned, especially in this day and age where sex trafficking is a thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's just so much crime in the land. Just being mindful of the women around you. Um, just when you're out and about doing your day-to-day things. And I think at work, um, just being respectful, respectful of women's ideas, um, encouraging of the projects perhaps they are pursuing, assisting them in those projects, um, and uh, making sure that they get the proper recognition because men, as much as, you know, women have, uh, we can galvanize and we we have made great changes and great strides throughout history. Um, But still, even in this very modern, day society men are still the majority as far as lawmaking is concerned um and heads of government are concerned and so you know in that respect they are the change makers so keeping women in mind when you know different things are happening as far as petitions and laws and um advocating for the support of women in all areas in those avenues you guys know one of my best friends nikki you know one compliment she gave me in college was that, you know, Nikki is, can hang with the guys. She's like one of the guys, but she would always tell me I made her feel like a lady. Like I would, I would open a door or like, wait, did she, you know, just treat her like a lady. And she said she always appreciated that. And I think I'm saying that to say, I've noticed when, uh, you know, I'm chivalrous to even just lady friend, like I'm not, we're not dating. It's just, you know, you're walking inside the street, I'll hold the door for you. So when you sit down, just that, makes a lady it's like you feel respected or like somewhat protected or honored in this particular moment and that that you know even though it may be a small feat it's like people don't do that enough nowadays and really call out this moment to honor this woman in this particular a very small way and i've seen that that's, that's gone a long way and it's mm-hmm. it's something that i can tell like been out with friends and i'm grabbing the door like they're reaching for the door i gotta hit their hand and go hey man what, what knuckleheads you hanging out with like i will open the door for you you know what i mean so i've definitely seen that small bit but sharon what, what do you got how can men support women yeah no yeah i don't have anything that was blank on my paper and jasmine <laughs> did a beautiful job so i will just second that emotion gotcha. excellent ZT? job jasmine yeah, she thing? did great it's, i mean it's like when Man can can support a woman by just saying, "Do you doing good?" And like, say, if she has a project or something around the house, she's doing good around the house, helping the family out, and just saying, "One, you know, sometimes you leave out the house. Hey, honey, you looking good?" And she says, "Hi, honey, you looking good?" Or you know, <laughs> it's just it's just something. It's just good when your husband, whoever you're with, say, or if you just have a guy friend. Saying, oh, you look good today, and you just hanging out, and they appreciate you, saying good stuff about you. But Jasmine. You did a great job. Definitely did most of it. Yes, did great. And I can say as your brother, uncle brother, I think the the ways that you guys have been like, you know, Robbie has helped me with this is when like you guys have something and I like show up for you. You know what I mean? Or it's like a last minute, you know, like you need a brother thing. It's like, okay, my brother will be here. You know what I mean? I think that's something I take and that's a good thing, very, very seriously is like to just be available for you guys is when it's like, you know, and you guys know y'all can call me last minute if I don't if I if I can come I'll be there right and I think that's something that as, as I think about how I try to support you guys and I try to make sure I'm always available or there's or there's space or room or or mechanism that which if you guys need me you can let me know and then I'll make it happen so people around me know my sisters need me to do X Y Z I gotta go you know what I mean um, and then, yeah that's good for everyone because if you are close to someone husband spouse brother 
and your, someone in your family is having something, you will want them to come. You want to see that familiar face out mm. there. You want to mm-hmm. see, hey, my family support me. Is nobody else supporting you? You want to see your family supporting you or your closest friend. So that mm-hmm. is a good thing where a man can support also a woman when he comes. She has an event and somebody's there to see it. The person that she knows is there to see it. That's a, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know if ain't nobody going to clap, y'all don't clap for me. So, you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Hey, three people clapping, Jack. We're sharing her events. We got, we, we, we there. So yeah, she got to she got to look out there and when she say do her do what she doing doing her ministry we got she got to see it so that's mm-hmm. a blessing that's a gotta be supportive. So we're gonna wrap up in a bit. Couple more questions. Uh, what do you hope for women in the future? Like I know again, you know, we talked about women and their efforts to get to gain equality so on and so forth. But what, what's your hope for women in the future? Sharon, you can go first since you uh, pointed yeah, out the last question. Yeah, she got a computer all up and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all know. Let me see. Here's my question number five. She thought she was hiding it. Here's my question number five. Hey, I want to be prepared. I don't want to be messing up on Robbie's special thing. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, you know, we started this with, and you asked the question, what am I happy about being a woman? And I said freedom. And so in this question, as we, as we get near the end, what I hope for women in the future is freedom from fear. You know, as women and and with all of our modernities, we still have a lot of things in just a day-to-day situation that we have fear from, you know, and, and, and it, it really struck me. I was watching, I don't even know the program. And it was just really kind of like a monologue of, a, of one of the characters. And she was just talking about all the things um, on a day-to-day basis that she feels afraid of, that women feel afraid about, you know, and still more like women are more likely to be the victims of crime. Women are more likely to be sexual, sexually assaulted, including sex trafficking, like Jasmine already talked about. Women are more likely to be seriously injured in a car crash or killed. I just read that in the AAA magazine. Uh, women are more likely to be paid less for doing the same, if not more work. Women are more likely to be poor. And when you talk about all of those issues, fear is a part of managing that on a day-to-day basis. I just think of when I, especially now that I have the girls with me, they're five years old, three years old, you know, folks are snatching children as you walk down the street. Um, that's very um fear producing for me, you know, while I'm getting them in the car, my head is on a swivel. Um, while we're walking, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get where I'm going quickly because the fear of somebody snatching them from me is so great. So I, I, I want women to have freedom from fear in whatever capacity that is. Personally, f- fear from domestic situations, fear from not being treated uh, fairly on their jobs, fear from not getting the credit they're supposed to get um, in their careers, fear about just being, you know, being hurt. So that's what I, that's what I want. Jasmine? Um, I think I, my uh, sentiments are in that same vein as far as fear. Um, well, at least one of one of the things that I wish for women in the future, just as a mom, I mean, I don't know if I can call myself a young mom, but a fairly young, a mom with young children, um, just 
I was very blessed to, for the most part, have um, successful uh, delivery. But the the mater- the motherhood mortality rate, the maternal maternity maternal mortality rate, is very concerning, especially for women in the black community. So, just uh, hoping that more equality happens in that space because I work with youth, and children need their mothers, they need their families, and to have them snatched their mom snatched away from them in such a way, um, you know, can leave a lot of heartbreak, not only for the family, but for the child, a lot of guilt behind it, even though they did nothing wrong. And so just hoping that the the medical community will uh, come together so that we can get the supports that we need so that when we are delivering children, that the signs of emergency are being noticed um, and that mothers are in good hands and they don't have to be afraid that, um, you know, they will be harmed in some in some way or people aren't or doctors or medical staff aren't uh, giving their concerns the energy or the attention that it needs or they give it the attention um, before it's too late. And then um, just hoping that women will continue to try to find balance. We are in the you can have it all kind of society. And I think we have, I hope that, you know, we get to a point where we can find some balance. I'm, I'm not of the, of the, of the team of like, you can have it all. I think you can have most of it, but, um, you know, you have just us understanding we can't do it all. Um, and we can't necessarily have it all. We can't have most of the things and it's okay that we don't necessarily do all the things that we, um, have scheduled to do because we don't want again we we don't want to be burned out we want to be here for our parents and we want to be here for our friends and we want to be here for our spouses and our children um and sometimes we are we're burning the candle at both ends trying to get have it all and do it all um and just I'm hoping that we prioritize keep the main thing the main thing so that we can live longer and um just live a happy and strong lives without having to feel the burden of that backbone syndrome that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. ZT. Oh, everybody said everything. Well, no, I <laughs> but for the hope that I have is to um let women know that we are not perfect and mm. we are all work in progress. And, you know, we are married. Praise the Lord, we have good husbands. We have some ladies that are single and want to be married, but marriage may not be for everyone. And we have to get in that group where, you know, if you have someone that is single and they, oh, I wish I had a husband. You don't know what it takes. It takes, the Lord needs to be in your life because being a wife is, is, is work. You can't just say, I'm done when you get married. It's work and it takes two. And then for the women who are married, stay in there. You know, it's going to be rough. It's not going to be nice all the time. But just stay in there and know that the Lord has you. And it's, you just have to be in the Lord. That's one. And then if you are going through a marriage that's not not good, ask, you know, pray about that. If you have to have counseling, talk to the husband. If it's not working out for you and the husband, you know, just pray about that. Because no one is need to be in a bad relationship. And going back to the single woman, some women want to be married so bad, so bad. And maybe marriage is not for you. Just focus on yourself. Focus on the Lord. And let Jesus be your man for now. And so that's what I have. I just think that um, just get it. You know, pass a collection plate after this one. Uh, 
We're going to open man. the doors. The I doors of church is open. Oh, man. No, we have to. We, we're not we perfect. We want to get perfect. We just, you know, I just hope that women see that they, that they are good people, that you can survive as a woman, and just hope that, you know, what we, what, as for us, is for us, and that we, we, ex, we, ex, we uh, uh, excel in who we are as women. You know, that we get our equal share of what we need to get because we do work hard we do go to school like the men we do um do more than the men and but it's just because we are women we are not seen as we can do just as much so okay, back in the competition but uh, Z and Jay, you guys kind of touched on it. It seemed like a big challenge for women. I don't want to make a, you know, a just general saying, but it's just based upon your answers, like this kind of view of perfection is something, a challenge that women face, right? It's like either like trying to be perfect or you at some point accepting this is, this, I'm doing the best I can in my life. Would you guys agree? Is that something that most women face, like trying to be perfect, be the perfect wife, perfect mom, perfect, what have you? Um, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think if you're good at what you do, you know, we've heard this, um, no good deed goes unpunished. And I think if you're good at what you do, whether that be, you know, you're good at what you do at the office as, as a teacher, and, um, then they, they give you the children who have a hard time learning or you're good with behavior and they send you the kid with a behavior problem or, you know, you're good at the church with whatever. And the next thing, you know, you're coordinating this and that program. And that same thing goes in your home. Your husband figures out you're good at whatever. And, you know, all the things he was doing for himself before you guys got married, it becomes a thing of the past. Um, so, and, and then you do feel the pressure and I could just think of something simple. You know, now, of course, everybody, you know, Mark is a health nut. He just drinks water. But before then we go out somewhere to eat and he'd say, do I like the lemonade here? Oh my gosh. Yes. My, my, I am not a computer. You don't put, I'm not Google. And then, you know, put this in the search engine was just like, well, just Mark like the lemonade here. You know, and it's like, and he's like expecting me to know that uh-huh. this is the restaurant where he likes a lemonade versus the one that he doesn't. And <laughs> then you feel bad because you don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. this is true. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, true. I, I agree. You feel bad. I don't know about that. Uh-huh. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very accurate. Because when they ask, he's like, oh man, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't know what you like at this restaurant. Sorry. Sure but, right, yeah. but 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 you but again but you, i know you touched on it a bit but like just being perfect is not something that is always at the front of your mind or, or is it, it's just it, it's something i think it's um a part of being a woman and starting again um and i just think in our culture as well as you're growing up it's like you know you make sure you you, you are getting told like about what you need to do to be a good wife and what you know help your brother out you know um you know that everything is being connected to like your helpfulness. Um, and so, you know, and how well you help and how much you help equates to like what good of a person you are. I wish I could remember the quote. I was reading an article the other day and it was kind of speaking to that. Like as little girls, your, your value 
um, is equal to like how much you help and you get a lot of compliments on what a good helper you are. You're going to mm. be such a great mommy because you're so helpful. What, what, what a sweet person. You're going to be such a great mom, uh, such, such, such a great wife because you're so sweet. And so your whole life, you know, you're kind of talking about marriage and children. You have your own ideas about what that will be media kind of, um, you know, television and it, it kind of uh, speaks to like what you should be as a wife. And so whether or not, I, I think that the pressure or the the pressure to be perfect is often self-imposed because it's based on your own thoughts, um, based on kind of like the, the things you've been exposed to. It's not maybe necessarily that um, your family is putting that on you, but you want to do your best for them and you want to do well for them. And you're kind of beating yourself up, even if they're like, she's great. She does everything amazing. How does she do it? You're the one saying to yourself, oh, I, I wish I was doing more because, you know, you're trying to live up to a certain standard that you're seeing, like, especially in social media, it's so tricky. Everyone is so happy and smiling. Their homes are perfectly clean and everyone is, you know, so in love and the children are so well behaved. And so like when you go out on the streets, your kids are acting like Oscar the Grouch and like the Tasmanian devil. Maybe your house looks like a dumpster fire and you're like, oh my God. Um, you know, you're trying to live up to a standard that may not even be real. Um, so, but it's, you know, all the things you thought you would be as a wife and a mother, you know, you try to live up to that. Plus what is before you now, especially in this, um, uh, highly, uh, this high sharing age where like they, people share everything about their lives or what they want you to see, you know, you're trying to live up to those standards. And sometimes, at least for me, I'm going to speak for myself. And sometimes you feel like maybe you're behind the, the ball on it. And into specifically to your question, are you, are we thinking about, you know, worried about being perfect? I don't think it comes across as you're thinking about being perfect, yeah. but you are thinking about and concerned about doing good and doing mm -hmm. the best. Yeah, that's good. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, that you are concerned about that. And then, you know, and it could be, it could be, you know, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. The dinner fell flat. Yeah. Um, the house we purchased, the yeah. car we purchased, yeah. the restaurant, you know, we yeah. chose, you know, and then so if it's like when you get to the restaurant, it's bad service or it's messed yeah. up food and you chose it, you know, you feel you you take that on oh, like really? personally almost. Yeah. So and you it's not like, oh, I'm per oh, I need to be perfect. You're not thinking that, but you're thinking about I want to do you want to be good. Right. You don't want to disappoint. You don't want to yeah. disappoint right. the people because right. you love right. them so much and you don't want to disappoint them in any income of disappointment right. that you may see from them it, it, you take it hard mm -hmm. um so because because you just you want the best for them and you want them to know or feel like they can depend on you when even though things happen mistakes happen weird stuff happens mm -hmm. um when something like those examples um my mom mentioned occur you mm -hmm. know it's like, I'm the mess up. Now, like that was a mess up. Sometimes, a lot of times we're like, I'm the one who messed the situation up instead of like, that's life. Um, we take we take it on as a personal loss. Yeah, because when you cooking dinner for your husband, you want the dinner to be good. You don't come out bad. You know, you bring him something home from a food place and the food's not good. It's like, ah, oh, man, I brought it home. He's going to have a good time. going <laughs> to enjoy the food. And now the food not good, you know? that's like Sharon said you want to do good it's not like you want to be perfect but you just want to do good you want the person to be happy the people around you to be happy to smile you know you just want a good vibe from everybody from people mm -hmm. to be just happy 
in the good spot. So one one last question and we get out of here. Tell me what's something that every woman needs? Her own name or her own check, like my (laughs) grandmama said. You must be related to Jesse B. Okay. People say that. It's valuable and it's powerful. And I mean, uh, and and shout out to all the Sams, aka stay-at-home moms, you know, they do the Lord's work because that is a hard, hard job. But they need to check um, because sometimes folks be tripping. So, yo, like my grandmama said, have your own name on your own check. And then you you have some semblance of power, empowerment. Um, and so, you know, husbands are, you know, one's perfect and husbands are perfect. So when they talk crazy, you can have peace. Well, hey, I have strong earning power. So that's my vibe. That's so there. That I would say. It seems like all of you agree on that answer. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, yeah. that's what I was going to say. So I have nothing else except to say uh, these uh, two women here tonight are fantastic, lovely, wonderful people. Great to be in this space with you. And I say to you, you're a great person, sharing a good person, do things well, good. What is she, a planner? Do that well. Like your daughter said, you're a good dresser. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep living your life. Keep praising the Lord. And we'll be all right. Amen. It's a we'll blessing. All right. Xanthony passed three offerings in here tonight. Xanthony got that building fun. This building going to get built, Jay. Well, well, let let me say this before we wrap up, you know, usually I have jokes for all three of you and I'm usually saying something very uh, silly about, and I've I've been tempted throughout this entire episode to not, to not pull the trigger, but I will say, I love the three of you dearly. And you three, uh, when I think about women's history and great women, I think of you three and, you know, just where would I be without you guys? And Jasmine, you're my very first best friend and you're one of the most talented people I know and it's just yeah. smart as ever. And I mean, yeah. I, I just can't wait to the world see that yeah. all you have to offer. ZT, you are the sweetest, sweetest okay. kind of person. And you are the strongest of all of us, man. You know, you really are. You are, the, you, we, you, you haul it, man. And okay. Slick, you are our fearless leader. I know you get tired, uh, you know, of leading, pushing us around, but we wouldn't have a direction without it, you, it man. Like, yeah, right. we, we, we wouldn't <laughs> know what to do. You got the answers, and uh, we appreciate you, and we love you for for always finding, even when you're tired, and even when mm-hmm. you don't have enough energy, you still come through yeah, for all of bring us. Bringing so, food in the snow. Oh my yeah, God, bless yeah, our heart. Yeah, yeah. So, bless so I hope, I hope, I hope this little bit helps you feel honored and loved by your baby brother or your big brother um, that, you know, I love you dearly. And this Women's History Month, you know, I want to dedicate this this episode to you guys. So I'm glad that you guys were able to come on to the Super Duper Pod. That's so that too. That's good. And Jess, I want to say- invitation. Jess, I want to say to you, I love you so much. You're so smart. Your mom and dad got a good daughter. You do wonderful things. You are so talented and blessed. You keep doing what you're doing because the Lord is going to take you higher and higher because I'm so proud of you. Just want to let you know that. That's full collection, please. <laughs> so before you got yeah, because it, you know we talked about support like you want to talk about somebody who's going to support you until Zanthi comes through every time. every time every if time if you need her she is there um you know she will fight somebody for you if she thinks you're being discriminated against she will like go to bed like this is not right it won't even I ask if you it. messed up she just said well, who, who did it i are you exactly. wrong i don't care i'm here for you here we go. <laughs> 
Let these damn feet feet up and ten toes down for you. And I and I so appreciate that. And just like you know, with this pod, I know she listens to Robbie. You know, just about every single one of Robbie's pods. Um, and she watches my church because she knows I'm. You know, I sing in ministry and supports anything that my mom does, especially ministry wise. She's her armor bearer and praying for. So she's just down. And I just I so appreciate that. Y'all know I love my mama down to my soul, to my bones, to my marrow. Because I weak, but you know she's the best. I talked about that in previous questions. So just thank you for uh, this opportunity, this platform to be able to just express this to to show your appreciation for us to show our appreciation to. Thank you, Robert. No, no doubt. And and before you go, anything you guys want to plug? Jasmine, Sharon, Zanth, anything you want to promote? Yes. and many moons ago on the last podcast we were on, I talked about my group, Flowers for the Living. Um, we still have album out, Bouquet of Beautiful. It is available on all streaming platforms. And our fearless and awesome leader, Harold B. Green, has a new book that is coming out March 15th. It is called Black Roses. You can find it everywhere. Again, starting March 15th, that's going to be on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold, you'll be able to... Um, to acquire that is a beautiful, beautiful book of poetry to Black women um, about, you know, dedicated to different Black women um, across all genres of life, from politicians to directors to performers to some folks who are here locally. Um, it is just a, a, a beautiful anthology of poetry for Black women. Um, it's such a great time to be released during International Women's History Month. So please check that out. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, Xanthi, your church? Yeah, I was just going to say, do I need to plug Union Hill? I can plug, you can plug it. No, you plug it, it's your church. Okay. Um, please come join us at Union Hill Missionary Baptist Church, 600 South Trip. We are, we started uh, Sunday school at 9.30 online and 11.30 we are in person. So please come join us at 600 South Trip. My lovely husband is Pastor Kenneth L. Scott. Thank you and we hope to see you soon. Church announcements. Shout out to Zanthi. Slick, got anything? Uh, well, first of all, you know, folks, just take care of yourself. Be self-reflective. Yeah. Don't let the noise of life drown out your thoughts regarding your hopes, your dreams, your faults, your failures, um, your plans for success. And that's number one. Number two, um, here meeting your legal needs, Tillman and Tillman and Associates, where my lovely husband, <laughs> one Mark B. Tillman, Okay. Is, is proprietor and um 9901 southwestern avenue in chicago illinois meeting the needs of the people since 1992 please oh call God. him 773-881-4000 you said 1992 that's something <laughs> that is, that is that i'm like what year wow. did it i was like wow he's in 1900s <laughs> We were born in 1908. Like, oh, all right, what you said, I was like, 1908? Oh my God, he's been attorney for a very long time. Um, but I love you guys so much. And thank you for joining the SDP. I want to thank my sisters for joining the Super Duper Pod. I know they listen and they support, but I appreciate them being on the episode, man. And I uh, learned so much about them. And just, I admire them as women, um, just not as my sisters and the moms that they are. But I admire them as the women that I see them out in the world, even though I think they knuckleheads. I love them dearly, man. And they are crazy, as you guys saw on the uh, episode there. So thank you so much for checking out the Super Duper Pod. Again, celebrate 
Women's History Month, please acknowledge all the women in your life that you love, that taken care of you, that uh, have brought you joy, that have impacted your life in a great way. There's no one way to honor women, but make sure you do so. And not just for being the backbone, for being sweet, for being kind, for being funny, for being loving, all that fun stuff. So we appreciate you ladies, definitely do. Do that here on the SDP. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at SuperDuperPod. It's S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D and at HP53Productions.com. Again, make sure you subscribe, like, and share the podcast. Also, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how much you love us. Five stars or whatever the highest rate is. Rate us that. We need it. So I really appreciate you guys. Couldn't do this without you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, your day, your month. But make sure you check out the Super Duper Pod. God bless you. Take care of yourselves and each other. This is the Super Duper Podcast. Let's rock with it. All less. Wasn't looking for anyone when you sent here for me. Did you come to take away my lonely? Now that I got you, I'm begging you, baby, don't leave. Don't leave. Stay here with me. This is real, baby, give me your undivided Everything that was wrong, girl, you're right it You knew just what I needed and you provided Yes, you provided And now I'm so overjoyed Girl, you fill my void And you got a special place here You put joy inside my tears And this isn't make-believe You found You found your way to me And now You deserve angel wings Of that I'm certain Yes, I do believe that Maybe I'm yours Maybe you're mine Guardian angel Till I really feel like Maybe I'm yours Maybe you're mine Guardian angel if there's anything that you need, I'ma give that to you Yes, I know I was lost before I knew you Now you're here and together we're gonna get through yeah. We gon' make it through, girl yeah. Said I got you no matter the situation yeah. I'll encourage you, I'll be your motivation yeah. And whenever you need inspiration yeah. You can look to me now I'm so overjoyed Girl, you filled my void And you deserve a special place here You put joy inside my tears I know it's not make-believe You found, you found your way to me You deserve angel wings Of that I'm certain Yes, I do believe that Maybe, maybe I'm yours Maybe you're mine Maybe you're mine Guardian angel, guardian Said we'll give love, love one another. Take care of one another, and I feel like maybe I'm yours. Maybe I'm yours. Maybe you're mine. Could I really be your mine? God in nature said I really feel like maybe I'm yours. Maybe you came to save me. You were watching and waiting, heavy wrapped in your wings. Yeah.
Maybe you're my guardian angel. Oh, I'm starting to believe that maybe I'm yours, and maybe you're my guardian angel.